0: gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Some of us think our way into acting and others act our way into thinking. Those of us who act our way into thinking tend to subscribe to Phyllis Richter's beloved adage, sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Obviously, the world needs both kinds of people, and we'd better get to know one another. What I know for sure, though, is that when the situation is dire, you need a critical mass of actors triaging the front line. The thinkers should stay back and figure out how to get us out of this mess. This is pretty much how the world looks to me right now, teetering on the brink of disaster. And I find that as a people, we are somewhat frozen in terror. My friend and colleague, Reverend Jim Robinson, tells about a recurring nightmare he had throughout his childhood. In it, he was trying to escape a terrible monster that was always just at his heels as he fled or tried to flee with his heart beating out of his chest and the feeling that his legs had turned to jello. Always. He awakened, bathed in sweat, knowing that the monster had only shrunk away temporarily. Then the nightmare came again, and as Jim began to run, to try to run, a voice from deep inside commanded him, Turn around. Turn around. In the terrible dream, Jim stopped and turned on the monster he found himself facing a mirror. In place of the monster, he saw only himself. What does it mean to be chased by our true selves, frightened to death of ourselves? In Jim's life, it signaled a life of deep spiritual searching both for his most authentic being and, as he began to know himself, for the ways in which he could make of himself a gift to the world. How do we make of ourselves a gift to the world? J. Krishnamurti taught, an ideal actually prevents direct action upon To have peace, we will have to begin not to live an ideal life, but to see things as they are and transform them. Whether we think first or act first, ultimately, we have to. Ram Dass and Mirabai Bush write, musicians say that the hardest part of practicing is taking the instrument out of the case. Too much rumination can keep us from getting into the process, which is where we will really learn. We do not want to take on more than we can do with clarity of mind and an open heart, but once we begin to awaken to the suffering of others and the interconnection that binds us, that deep embrace of the seventh principle of Unitarian Universalism, there is an imperative for action. Take out the saxophone be bold take the first step make the leap i've said this recently and i'll say it again it's not so much the fear of the unknown that stops us as the fear of how we will be changed when we give ourselves away bad news i suspect that we do not really know what love is until our hearts have been broken Opening our hearts to care deeply, even to love the world, means we risk breaking our hearts. It also means becoming who we are, all of what we have to give, and all of who we can be. Fear, fear, fear. Here are Ramdas and Mirabai Bush again. Working with the homeless, the poor, and others on the edge reminds us of our own vulnerability and the compromises we have made in our lives to create material security. Working with people with HIV and AIDS or other life-threatening illnesses is frightening because it often reveals our fear of our own death. Working with international issues shows us the fragile balances in the world order and how close we always are to war and possible annihilation. Working with the environment reveals deep fears of losing the very ground beneath our feet, the water we drink and the air we breathe. But these fears are there within us anyhow. When they become more apparent, It's a gift. They keep us awake to what is there. To a point, fear is an amazingly effective stimulant. We can use our fear to increase our awareness. True freedom, though, is an open state of fearlessness. I pray for that. Pray for courage. Curiosity, willingness, flexibility, and great love will also help us take effective action. Neem Karoli Baba said, You can plan for 500 years, but you don't know what will happen in the next moment. I am uplifted by Isaiah, known to us as a prophet from the 8th century before the Common Era, but who was once just a regular guy. God asks, whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And Isaiah, acting his way into thinking, responds, Here am I. Send me. I wonder how many of you have had the pleasure of reading the great Hindu myth, the Ramayana. In my favorite passage, a monkey named Hanuman is asked to serve Prince Rama by leaping across the Indian Ocean to carry Rama's gold ring and a message of love to his beloved wife, Princess Sita, who is being held hostage on the island of Sri Lanka by the evil, ten-headed, twenty-armed demon king, Ravana. Hanuman has grave doubts as to whether or not he will be able to do it and no idea about what awaits him on the other shore. Perhaps there was someone else, he thinks, someone better suited to the job than a monkey. But as the tale tells it, there was dismay and faint sorrow, and it was time to be strong. Hanuman agrees to deliver the ring. The little monkey is the symbol of total devotion and selfless service. It is said that he is so close to Rama, a variation of Ram, the word for God, so close to Rama that he is known as the breath of Ram, or as we might say it, spirit. Here's my favorite part of the Ramayana from a translation by William Bark. Picture this. Hanuman climbed a high hilltop and looked out over the vast ocean. He held his breath and sucked in his stomach. He frisked his tail and raised it a little on the end. He bent his knees and swung back his arms, and on one finger gleamed Rama's gold ring. Then, without pausing to think, he drew in his neck and laid back his ears and jumped. It was grand. It was the greatest leap ever taken. The speed of Hanuman's jump pulled blossoms and flowers into the air after him, and they fell like little stars on the waving treetops. The animals on the beach had never seen such a thing. They cheered Hanuman. Then the air burned from his passage, and red clouds flamed over the sky. And Hanuman was far out of sight. My spiritual companions, may we face ourselves and face the world, arms wide open. Courage, courage. Here are we. Let us leap. Amen.